We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We are going to get to the super chats, and I do want to thank everybody for the super chats here uh, that you all have brought. So, John the Falcon, super chat. Thank you, John Williams. Great as he has only ended with uh, 232 yards. I feel the real issue is Notre Dame couldn't stop outside zone. I feel Notre Dame at times was running fronts. I haven't seen much of all year. Guys look confused. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, this is the problem. Like the super chats, sometimes we get these super chats guys that were in, or John got this in right. really early, right? Like right when the show started, and then we ended up talking about it. Uh, but he, John's right, guys. I mean, yep, you know. I think that's the observation we're talking about, right? You you saw stuff that we hadn't seen all year, which means you're, you're asking your kids not to do what got you here. I mean, this defense had not allowed a power five offense to gain over 100 yards since they gave up 112 yards to Cal back in September. And a lot of that came on scrambles. And then you went away from that right, <clears throat> against USC. Yep. Because yep. what, what did we say coming in? Stop the run. You, you stop the run. Don't let Absolutely. them run on you because if they find Absolutely. balance, they will beat you. Yep, we said it. This you said it. I said it. We all said it. This is last year's yeah. USC yeah. guys where they can't beat you running the ball. Remember what Clark Lee did this twice, and it was really smart. In 19, he said, we're going to make them run because they can't beat us running the ball because they didn't want to run. That USC team did not want to run. Graham Harrell did not want to run the football. And so you're doing something that he's not used to. This team has no problem coming out and running right. on you if you're going to give them that. None. None of none and Lincoln of Lincoln Riley's offense have always been that have way. Ever, yeah, exactly. Yes, they always like to run the ball. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
So David Hess with a super chat. Thank you, David. I'm proud of this team. They could have packed it in after Stanford, but they kept fighting. It shows they want to play for Marcus Freeman. A, lo- a lot to look forward to and excited for all our Notre Dame. Uh, Ryan, I'll say this to you as well. It's not mm-hmm. just that. That's the macro thing. Like that's the big picture thing. And he's right on. And we'll we'll have a lot of offseason to talk about the big picture stuff. But I felt the same way tonight. They could have quit after 24 to oh, 7. Yeah. They could have quit after 31 to 14. They could have quit after 38 to 21. And they didn't. They came yeah. right back down the field each time and scored. And and even the defense, as bad as it played, had a shot at the end, 38-21, to just pack it in and let USC roll them. And they mm-hmm. didn't. They made a stop. Offense goes down, and you know they're able to help the offense out a little bit. But uh, there are some players tonight that I did not think brought it. Some veterans that I did not think brought it. And I'm not going to call them out again. I've said their names. But as a whole, this team didn't quit. They didn't execute well enough as players. They made technical and big mistakes as players. There were some coaching issues. I mean, everybody deserves a little bit of blame. So everybody likes to put about blame. But for the most part, this team didn't quit. And I do think that says a lot about the, the veteran leadership because they did, which we criticized early in the year. They could have quit after Stanford. They could have quit today, and they didn't. They didn't play well enough to win, and that's all that matters. But this team did not quit. And and I think that's something that you can build on moving forward, guys. Right, Ryan. Well. I mean, this team, to your point, was 0-2 at one point, right? Where they lost to Embarrassing 0-2. At home. Yeah. yeah. They've had a couple of decommitments at points, you know, over the last few months. They Things have not gone well at certain times. And I, I point to a couple of different players specifically, like the fact that Michael Mayer is playing as hard as he is today when he doesn't have to, right? Like he could have packed it in weeks ago. The kid's going yeah. in the first round. He didn't have to play the last few games. And who knows if we'll play in the whole game. I'm sure we'll have a lot of conversations about that, right? He mm-hmm. doesn't need to. He didn't need to play the last few games to be a first-round pick. That was right. just who he was. Yep. Isaiah Foskey, I thought, played about as hard as any player on the Yo, field today. Absolutely. Incredible effort, man. While Working getting held lines. all night long. Yep. And not being – because I see a lot of people in the chat about the holding stuff, and you know my, my thought process on that. Isaiah Foskey wasn't just like, oh, I'm being held. I'm stopping on this play. No. Right. He was pedal to the metal, 110 miles an hour every single snap. And another guy that is going to get drafted pretty high, right? And yet he's still doing it every single week. And I think that that's one thing that makes you feel positive about this team is that there were moments this year where they could have quit. They could have packed it in. They could have lost the locker room. And they kept playing hard for Coach Freeman. They did. Is that across the board, every single player? I mean, we could find the players on the film, and people saw it, right? They didn't know the players that didn't maybe give everything they had. But for the most part, this coaching staff did not lose the room. And I think that there is a learning opportunity moving forward. And I think that there was a – atmosphere, philosophy, a, 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 just a a feeling that has been instilled in this program that hopefully keeps building because I think that yeah. there can be something special here because I do think that they – I think the players have, for the most part, bought in. And for the ones that don't haven't bought in, they won't be a part of the solution. That's it. That's all. Right. And we talked about that, right, Brian? It's like what's happening down at Miami right now, right? Miami's a bad football team. But they're trying to clean house and getting rid right. of the trimming the fats. Those guys are right. out of here. 
Let's keep who wants to be a part of this. And I feel like that's what's going to happen in Notre Dame and what needs to happen at Notre Dame. Not everybody's going to be a part of the solution, but I think there's a lot that do want to be a part of it and have bought into the vision. There might be a couple NFL decisions that need to get made for people. That's all I'm going to say. I got one. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we're on the same page, Vince. I made I made a comment during the live chat that I probably shouldn't have made, but uh, that I I have one. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> Derek Calmer uh, said for Sid, I love Notre Dame. I love Tommy. I love Al Golden and Pine <laughs> and all of you. I love Duo. That's fun. That's, that's messed up, especially since so far. Did, so uh, it's a little messed up. Comment of the night. Kind of funny. Uh, Derek Patrick Barnes was super. Thank you, Patrick. Notre Dame was a quarterback away from winning tonight. The difference in quarterbacks was the difference in the game. It's, it's I mean, a, yes, yeah, to a degree, yeah. But I mean, yeah, yeah. He didn't turn the ball over twice, right? Right, and he I made mean, some. I mean, like, I thought Drew executed the system tonight really. I agree. Well. What Caleb Williams did was executed it well at times, and other times, just like you know. I'm going to go do something that nobody yeah. else is capable of doing. Exactly. So, you know. yes. I'll, I'll say this too. I mean, yeah, is it a difference? Maybe they win a shootout, but I mean, regardless, there were part of Notre Dame's team that they did not play well tonight. Right. I mean, it was, yeah. could have been the difference of the football game. Sure. Yeah. But it's not, I don't know. I, There's just, I guess I, I agree with you, but I guess my yeah. point would be, and I, I don't disagree with you at all. And we were kind of mm-hmm. having a, an argument about this earlier. I don't think Notre Dame needs a kid like Caleb Williams to compete for a championship because I think they're so good at other places. I will say this, however. It it felt a lot like the playoff game in 2018 and 2000, more so in 2018, where it's like, you don't need that, but if you put that kid on this team, it's not a 38-28-7 game, fellas, if you switch quarterbacks. And I don't mean this to be disrespectful to Drew Pine. I think everyone would admit uh, no matter how much you may love Drew Pine, that there's a big difference between Drew Pine and Caleb Williams. But if you put a kid like Caleb Williams on this roster, no one's yeah. questioning how good the receivers are at Notre Dame. Right. You, you know what I mean? Like nobody's questioning. Uh, Tommy Reese isn't taking the flack he has taken. And, and a lot of it's been justified, right? I mean, but I'm just saying is like, it's not a 38 to 27 game if you switch quarterbacks. It's just not. Mm-hmm. It's just not. And I think that's where I, I, I kind of push back on some people and say, oh, this Notre Dame team doesn't have talent. I'm like, no, they have talent. Like, you know, we don't hear people complaining about the linebackers for a month and a half, and then they play bad, and it's all oh, the linebackers suck and they're slow. Like, we're back to that whole <laughs> the linebackers are slow thing again, right? Like, that's come on, favorite. don't be lazy, right? Don't be lazy. But if you put that kid on Notre Dame's roster, and, and that's why we're so excited. Y'all want to know why Sean was dancing at the beginning of the Kenny Minchie commitment video? Because we see a kid that can be that. I'm not saying he's Caleb Williams because you know who else doesn't have Caleb Williams? All 132, Every 130 other, other teams in college football, right? But right. like 20, he's the kind 29 of out of 32 starting right. quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you, know who, you know who? That's why we're fired up about CJ Carr. That's why we're fired up about Kenny Minchie because you're raising the bar of what you can have because we know how close this team is and has been for years right is it's not just quarterback like you're not you don't have the best linebacking we're not sitting there saying like oh they have a bunch of Jalen Smiths and they just weren't used well tonight by Al Gold I'm not saying that but there's a difference between saying that and saying they're slow and they stink and they can't play right, right. like that's that's lazy okay. we're in the middle saying there's some some talent here and at times that talent doesn't play well and at times maybe the talent's not being put in the position to be successful and that's the point and Jalen Mickey's going to be a very good football player at Notre Dame he will be Right. 
whereas Benjamin Morrison earned his starting role, Jalen Mickey was thrust into that. He wasn't ready for it yet, you know, and then, you know, they doubled it down. But I'm going to say this, guys. You switch quarterbacks and all of a sudden we're having a different conversation. So I, I do agree with Patrick there. It's like the it's like the 2018 bowl. Now I think that game would have been much closer because I think Notre Dame wins with Trevor Lawrence, but it wouldn't have been 30 to three. It wouldn't have reversed the score. I think if you switch quarterbacks tonight, it, this game is not even close. It's oh, not even close. No. Because Notre Dame's overall roster is better than USC. Yes. It yes. just is. They didn't play like it tonight. USC was the better team tonight. And they have the better quarterback every night. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference. A Clayton 47 with Super Chat was Tobias injured? Uh, concussion. Not sure if that was out golden. was. I'm not sure if it was that out golden was out coached or if it was that Caleb Williams magic that was this, the reason for the final score. Notre Dame will be dangerous next year. And this this comment, guys, was made really early in the chat, chat before we had a lot of conversation about that. I think it's a. I, it's what what do I always say, guys? We can walk and chew gum at the same time, right? We can tip our cap to how good Caleb Williams was and still recognize that the defense wasn't off always put in the position to be successful against him, right? Because yeah. that's what I loved about Oregon State's game. Oregon State said, "Hey, here's who we are, and if he beats us, he beats us," mm-hmm. right? And simple as that. And I'll always live with that. I'll always live with, "Hey, we played our game, and they just it just wasn't enough tonight." I can live with that, guys. I can't yeah. live when you say, ah, I don't know if we, I don't know. I don't trust my guys. We're going to do something different. I, I don't, I don't know. Christopher Morgan with Super Chat. Happy late th- Thanksgiving to all IB fans. Same to you, Christopher. This is a hard pill to swallow today. A Drew Pine played it at, at what, 84%. I'm proud of uh, how our guys played until the end. Mad about the Michigan win, but at least LSU lost. Yes, I mean, that is. That, that last is, part spot on right there. Yes. yes I'm and also, not only lost, yeah. not only lost, Lost to a five and seven team, and lost in a very similar final score uh, to the way that that UMass lost to LSU. <laughs> uh, am I am I off with that comment, guys? Am I am I misguided on that comment? Because I'm trying to do my math here, and uh, Texas A&M beat LSU by fifteen, and Texas A&M beat UMass by seventeen. So mm-hmm. yeah, well, I'm, I'm just happy that, that uh, Brian Kelly, Brian Eminem Kelly, the real Brian Kelly, finally stood up today. That's what I'm happy about. At, at least, at least LSU gets to play Georgia now, so that'll be fun. Carp stomped. You couldn't beat Texas A&M, and you gotta go play Georgia next week. Yep, that's your consolation prize. Good luck. <laughs> Hey, Sean, you know what movie situation is playing through my head right now, right? You know what Kirby's going to say to Brian at <laughs> midfield before the game? Don't take it personally, my man. I mean, if, if LSU loses, when? When LSU loses next weekend, there's an outside chance Notre Dame could pull LSU in a bowl game. Like, oh, that's oh, a chance. God. There is. And if that happens... Ain't nobody opting out for the NFL, okay? No, no. <laughs> Michael Mayer's like getting ready to start training for the NFL. Who do we get? Yeah, sorry, <laughs> I ain't ready yet. I didn't, I didn't sign the contract yet. <laughs> oh, Christopher Moore with Super Chat. We beat USC by twenty on October fourteenth in two thousand twenty-three with Kenny Minchie. I think they could beat them. 
Uh, I think by 20, we'll see. I need to see who you – I don't know what USC's team is going to look like next year, right. fellas. I mean, <laughs> I have no clue. Different roster. Half their roster is not even on their roster right now for next year. Um, yeah, exactly. It's going to be hard to beat Caleb Williams by 20, and uh, especially yeah. with a true freshman quarterback. Maybe Correct. putting a little bit on uh, Kenny Menchie's shoulders. Right. Uh, I, I so A buddy of mine said the other day, he said, I don't think their name's starting quarterback for next year's on the roster right now. And I tend to agree with him. I just am not sure that it's Kenny Minchie. Uh, but we'll see. We will we'll see. see. Thank you for the super chat, Christopher, by the way. And Joe Papiti with a super chat also. My question is this. What do we need to get to USC's level? By the way, USC is everything that's wrong with college football. Go Irish. I think the last part is is right. But look, I don't I don't love what Lane Kiffin did, but he's playing within the rules that they're allowing and the things that he's not Lincoln doing Ryan. that are ethical. That he's doing because he knows they won't do anything about it. Yeah, right. and 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 that's what frustrates me about it. But I think I think Joe, we've answered the question, guys. It's get better quarterback. I mean, and then trust your guys. I I think Alex Grinch and Lincoln Riley tonight said we are going to tr- we're yeah. going to we're going to lose win or lose to Notre Dame doing what we do. Yeah. And then they did some wrinkles that I thought hurt Notre Dame, like a lot of the misdirection stuff early. I thought was meant to kind of slow Notre Dame down a little bit, but they they danced with the one that got them there. Yep. Jim Halloran with Super Chat. Thank you very much, Jim. IB staff, thank you for a great season of Insight and Intel. Go IB and go Irish. We appreciate you, Jim, hey, very, very much. Come, but hey, Don't worry. Uh, Vince, as you and I learned, we, we, we there's no offseason for us, fellas. We are, <laughs> we're Ladies and gents, we're going to be back. The Spanky 412, the game felt like I was playing a seven-year-old in Madden who was playing with Michael Vick. Hail Mary every play, only he would scramble every time with Vick. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, the thing about hell, tonight is yeah. he didn't just play within the offense, Vince. Right, he just did stuff that you, yeah. you can't can't teach that. The, the hell Mary stuff. This, see this. I think this quote would have been accurate for the Michigan King because <laughs> it was just woo. No, but he's saying instead of hell Marys, right? Like, I know. Right, you're, you're just scrambling every time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was by the way. That was just a I mean. To, like, here, okay, here's the deal. Notre Dame got outplayed tonight, right? We can all agree with that. Yeah, but they didn't quit. We watched in Columbus today. We watched the team quit. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. You don't give up back-to-back, like, 75-yard mm-hmm. touchdown runs by not quitting. No. Sorry. And, yeah, they didn't quit. And and, and, and Marcus Freeman is going to be pissed off and frustrated tonight, I'm sure. So will Tommy Reese. So will, but the, for the most part, I don't think they're going to say, hey, our kids didn't leave it all out there. They didn't execute. Like, Maris Lufau played bad tonight. J.D. Bertrand played bad tonight. Mm-hmm. They played hard. Mm-hmm. They yeah. didn't execute. Would you, would, Sean, would you agree with that? I mean, they didn't play well, but I mean, Maris was out there pad popping all night long. He just wasn't yeah. playing well. I thought the whole team played hard. Yeah, the effort wasn't the issue. Effort, man. Look, when you look, Isaiah Foskey had at least three chase downs. Oh like yeah, 10, ten yards down the field. Mm-hmm. And that for me was like, okay, yep, yep. <laughs> you see a guy like that playing that hard. That's the way he played in that Oklahoma State game, in a bowl game, just making plays all over the place, creating fumbles, habit, getting held, but still getting to the quarterback. I thought he did himself. Ryan, I, I thought scouts probably liked what they saw from him tonight. Yep, He did himself well in the eyes of the NFL scouts. Yeah. Tonight. I agree. Man, we're just putting a, we're just laying down some pancakes and I got I've been blocking just... people all night. It's been kind of enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No, no S is given no. over here. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like Jim Halloran said, Maris played out of control. Uh, don't disagree, Jim. Don't disagree at all. at all. What we're sitting there trying to say is there's certain things, like part of a coach's job, guys, is to identify the problem. And and then you check off, okay, I don't got a question effort. with. There's some, Sean, you keep saying the whole team played well. I want to say something. I want to see if this is kind of where you are. There are some individuals that I'm going to have some come-to-Jesus conversations with about how they played tonight effort-wise, but it's a very small handful of people. As a whole, in the locker room, I'm telling my kids, I'm proud of you the way you played tonight. I'm proud of the way – I'm proud of the effort you played with tonight. I'm a proud of phys- – you, you played hard. You played physical. We didn't execute. That's on all of us. That's on us as coaches. But then, like, next week I'm having some sit-downs with a couple kids. Oh, yeah. Is that – Accurate, Sean, of kind of when you say the whole team, I mean, is it, are we on the same page? I said they played well. I said they all played hard. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, you say they all played hard. I don't think the whole team played hard. I think there was a couple guys that I'm having come to Jesus' conversation about their effort tonight. But it's a very small group. Yeah, but see, that's that's the thing, right? When you have guys that – when you have a team that goes out and plays hard, those type of guys get exposed because they yes. can't hide. Yes. It's a great point. Hide. Like, because you're watching everybody else around them, and you're like, yo – What's wrong with you? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. And that, for me, that's that's the standout. You know, I already know right. the one Vince was talking about. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. That's there was no return on investment. No. Right. When you're when you're with matching that. when you're matching number on the offensive side had a better tackle. That's <laughs> that's a problem for me. Yeah, I, I agree. Just saying. I agree. Yeah. So look, but. In the same book, you can say that, but then also over the last three weeks, say, yo, I'm glad they stuck with Xavier Watts mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. position because he's starting a trend. Like, I don't know how well, how good he's going to be, but he's starting to make plays. Yeah. And he's starting to show. Hey, I can be a dude back here. I can be pretty good. And he's he played the whole game. I mean, he was, for the he, most part. He's rangier than what, D.J. Brown? Mm-hmm. Some mm-hmm. of the other guys you had back there. He's a better a tackler. Better good tackler. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's and what's coming in in the recruiting classes. Look, sometimes we can be nice. Sometimes it is as simple as better talent. That's not to say the guys that are on the field aren't fast. The guys coming in can be faster. Like both things can be true. Right. The guys coming right. in can be more athletic. The guys can or or long. Right. Or, or I mean, there's all like that's that's the thing. It's like there's a difference between and this is what we try to do on this channel. We try to be we try to give real analysis, not not like hot takes. Oh, they're just they lack speed. That's a hot take that just isn't really backed up and true. I mean, like we talked about like Somebody, I had literally had somebody say, you know, Notre Dame has, uh, hasn't really had guys that can run. And I'm like, Drew White could run. Go look at his 40 time last year at Pro Day compared to other linebackers. That he ran faster than two of Georgia's three starting linebackers last year. He ran right? in the four sixes at the Pro Day. Yes. Yeah. The difference is he's six foot, 225 pounds with short arms, right? Mm-hmm. And Channing Tindall is not that. Quay Walker is not that. J.D. Bertrand is a really good athlete. He's you just a an- walker. I was waiting for Ryan to explode. I know, right? He's too tired to explode. This bad is so player, far past man. Ryan's bedtime. It's not even fun. But the point is, right, is 
can they get better? Yeah. Can they get faster? Sure. I will say this safety is the one position where I think in spots, they do lack speed and athleticism. I I, I do believe that. That is why a kid like Peyton Bowen is so important for Notre Dame. Oh yeah, and that's why Xavier Watts emerging tonight is important because mm-hmm. Sean, you and I talked about this a couple weeks ago. That kid moves different than everybody else they have at safety, right? And you saw it tonight because right. he's more comfortable now. And you're like, that kid came out of nowhere. Right. Like mm-hmm. on that one bootleg where Benjamin Morrison took the slide, I'm thinking this tight end's going to walk in for a touchdown. No, and it's out of nowhere, 26, whoom, right and breaks the pass up. Yeah. Okay. That's different. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so he can, uh, he can play, he can play. And that's mm-hmm. the thing is just, I don't want to be lazy with stuff. We can say, Hey, JD, you can get better than JD Bertrand and Maris Lufau, but it's not about they're slow or unathletic. No, it's, you can still get better though. Yeah. Sean, I think that's a great point. It's a great point. I think, yeah, I would love to have some faster edge rushers chasing sure. Caleb Williams. Of course I would. Yeah. yeah, it'd be nice. It's also why I hated the blitzing that they did because if you don't hit home, you have no one on the second. There's a first level and a third level, and that's all you have left. Yeah. Well, if you, if you think that Maris Loifal can't run, then I don't know what to tell you. You know right. what I mean? So. The, the difference in speed between Maris and Jalen Sneed is not great. Yes. The difference is I think Jalen's a little bit more of an instinctive football player. 100%. Nolan Ziegler is a little bit, is a lot more instinctive as a football player. Yes. Right? Like that's the difference. Maris can flat out fly. It's just he just yeah. doesn't always know where he's going. Hundred percent. Go like Irish ninety eight. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love the saltiness. The the defensive game. Go Irish ninety eight. Thank you for your super chat very much. So the defensive game plan changed because of Tariq and Cam being out. I don't think so. Did you guys like? I think. I think Sean, but you made the comment earlier that they kept asking him to be Cam Hart. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. I don't think they changed this, the coverage game plan. I don't I don't think they changed it all. No. I think they changed the front stuff. But to, to me... Oh, I see what you're saying. I see, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Right. I, you're saying. Yeah. I think they should have changed the game plan without Cam. Right, right, right. Yes. And they didn't. And and the things they did change, I don't think it had anything to do with the secondary. They, they were more about your... your like my understanding is that's kind of something that they that's how they view playing these type of teams. Yeah, I, I read this differently. You're spot on with what you're saying. You and Ryan spot on. Because yes, they did not. But I think the ability to have something else to go to, I do think it limited Al Golden from some of the things he might have wanted to do if he had Tariq and Cam in a lineup. Tariq more so than Cam. Yeah. I, I think he's yeah. far – he's a lot more aggressive if he has those two guys in the lineup. I think he's a lot more aggressive differently. Mm-hmm. I think he was aggressive, you know, with the blitzes tonight. But I think he would have been aggressive. There wouldn't have been a 10-yard cushion on third and two. I, to the field. I, I, I actually, I actually think ahead, that he was trying to be overly aggressive out of necessity in his mind. He was like, mm-hmm. I, I can't trust Jaden Mickey, so I'm going to blitz every single snap with one of my linebackers, maybe have multiple fires. Like, I actually thought it was like a forced aggression, in his opinion, Sean, which I don't think is justified completely, but that's just kind of where my mind goes. Once again, it goes to what you guys have been saying. If you don't trust him, at least let him play his game. 
Right. No doubt about it. No if, doubt. if you don't trust the kid, let him play his game. Right. <laughs> don't leave him at a disadvantage and call the game as if you don't trust him. You, the kids are smart. They understand what's going on. They know. So. I have a super chat from Christopher Morgan. Thank you very much, Christopher. What happened to wrapping up tackles? I learned this in seventh grade. Hunt, attack, stick, contain. Zero yards after contact. Stop the advancing yards. We talked about that during the week, guys. You have to stop them where they catch yeah. it. And that was my biggest beef with Jaden Mickey today. Dude, yeah. come up and go low. Like, right. You know, like, don't like he was grabbing air, and that's why he got that face mask. He was going too high. Like, right. Yes, that's why you go low. Run through his knees. Yeah. You know, but he'll learn. He'll learn. So, the thing about Jaden is his confidence is not going to be shot by tonight or any other place. He's going to be plenty confident. He's going to learn. Look, kids like him who have the psyche to handle failure really learn, really can benefit a ton from it. Right, because some guys you don't want them to fail because they don't have the mental psyche to bounce back from it. Like this is good lessons for Jaden, mm-hmm. you know. And and you know next year maybe he will be more comfortable in the nickel because they're going to need him to play there next year. I mean that's but yeah. now you've got a full off season to hopefully get him comfortable there because you know I mean if Cam Hart comes back and you know it's if we'll have to see how it plays out, but you know I, I feel there's a good chance that Cam Hart comes back next year. You're going to want to get Jaden on the field, so put him in the nickel. Uh, yeah, I think right? that's yeah. I mean, I to that's me, not the spot that you want him in, I get it, but to get him on the field. Well, no, what Sean's saying is that's not where to put him this year, right? No, okay, right, fair enough. Right, learn, right. right, because they put him in there at like the last minute, right, 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 right. Because when yeah, he was well, showing yeah, out early in the spring, in the spring he right. wasn't playing nickel. He was playing outside, well, correct? Wait, right. Tariq, Tariq made that transition like the middle of a year. Yeah, and it was 20 – no, actually, it was last year, really. Because Tariq at 18 like, and 19 was an outside guy. Yeah, and he had, he had the rest of the year right. to learn it. And that's why he got so much better this year. Absolutely. Because he had his ups and downs a little bit last year last in year. that look. And there were some games Tariq was good, and some, team, some games he wasn't good. Yeah. But he got a lot better at it. Nick Gonzalez with a super chat. Thank you very much, Nick. Late here, but we have we discussed the amount of cushion on third and third, third and third, three to five. I mean, where sitting ten? Yeah, Nick, we did. It was frustrating. Okay. It was just it was making it. E- and this is the thing we talked before the game, guys. You had to make USC work harder for the yards. And and if he's going to beat me by throwing a beautifully, perfectly placed corner out on third and five, then you know what? It is what it is. I'm not yeah. giving them easy yards. And I thought there was a way. There was too much of that in the run game, and there was too much of that in the quick game. And it was not smart against this team because they will take that. This offense will take that all game long. You're not putting them in a position where they're doing things they don't want to do. USC will have no problem, and we saw this at Oklahoma. If you're going to give him 250 rushing yards, he's going to take 250 rushing yards, and you're going to lose. You know, and that's that was it. Fat Jack with a super chat. Thank you, Fat Jack 33. Appreciate you. My guy DC with some big catches tonight. Excited to see him and Tobias with the new guys coming in. I'll choose to trust Freeman to look forward. Tonight stunk, though. Tonight did stink. But tonight yeah. doesn't mean the future changes. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. Some people put too much into taking little things and making it a bigger thing than it is. Tonight sucked. It did. There's yeah. lessons to be learned. It doesn't all of a sudden erase things that have happened before. Just like the five-game win streak didn't erase the lessons you needed to learn from Stanford. Sure. Just like beating North Carolina's brains, it doesn't erase the lessons you needed to learn from Marshall. Right. You don't forget those things, but it is trending in a positive direction regarding Deion Colsey. 
this is this is kind of where I'm coming from. If you're going to be this type of team offensively, then he needed to play more, and Tobias needed to play more from jump because there were two balls tonight that were caught because Dion is big, and that's his game. That Braden can't make those, not because Braden's not talented, because that's not his game. And Deion's a good football player. And and Jaden Thomas, guys, his route running tonight, we didn't talk about this like now, but we talked about it in the, in the live. His route running tonight was really good. It was a clinic, man. Yeah, it really was. He's become a really solid. Like yeah. You start feeling like, okay, when Tobias comes back healthy. You got Deion, Jaden Thomas. Hopefully Lorenzo comes back. I hope he does and gets his head on straight with the kids you got coming. All of a sudden, your receiving core has a chance to be pretty darn good next year and a lot bigger. That's the key, a lot bigger next yep. year. Yep. And that's going to be a key, with the exception of – and there's going to be all these trees and then, like, Dylan Edwards, and then, like, you know, it's like <laughs> – That's okay. When he's <laughs> running it's away all from good, guys, buddy. it's all good. It's all good. Got a super sticker from Milton Fan. Appreciate you. Milton Fan 15, appreciate you. Also has a question. Is Maris a liability – Seems useless to blitz him. Ryan, sometimes yes, sometimes no. Tonight he was. He was a liability tonight, for sure. I mean, he's the last one we say, Brian, three to four games. He's been yeah. a really strength good of the team. Like he's been a good player. Was he a liability tonight? Absolutely. There's no doubt. Would never say that he wasn't. There's it was unfortunate that he was as bad as he mm-hmm. was tonight. It's very unfortunate. Yeah, he's a maddening player because sometimes you're like, now that's the Maris that we thought we were going to get. And then sometimes you're like, oh, my gosh, what are you doing with this kid? Like, And what is this kid doing? It just. uh, Oh, goodness gracious. All right. Tom Frawley with Super Chat. Thank you, Tom. At the end of the day, Notre Dame did not match up well with USC. Reese blew chances to burn USC when they were in cover one. They burned him a lot in cover one, actually. I just so, I agree to disagree. Your yeah. quarterback went 23 of 26 for right. 318 yards and three times. And and not all of that was late in the game either. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, um, he, you, you threw the ball well. I mean, yeah. That's you how you got the down the field to score. You turned the ball over. I if mean, you're watching, if you're watching the live with us, every time Brian said, you got one-on-one with Mayer, he threw the ball there right. and completed it. So When the game was still in doubt. Yes, I mean, correct. So, wasn't wasn't that touchdown to Deion Colsey against Cover One as well? Right? Wasn't that pretty sure? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had the throw to Mayer, the throw to Colsey. Um, you took advantage of Cover One by taking a check down to Audric Estimate that went for thirty yards. I would have liked to have seen that again. But uh, look, there's things to be frustrated by, Tom. I, I get it. Uh, and and this show has not been unwilling to go after Tommy Reese this year right. at all. But I don't want Irish Breakdown to be a channel that just goes after people just cause, right? You know what I mean. And and look, we'll break down the film, and I'm sure there's going to be other calls we didn't like. Look, we didn't like the third two call. We didn't like the fourth one call. Nope. But we're just not going to be in that thing. Well, yeah, Reese did that. Look, I, I'm supposed to bang on Tommy Reese for quarterback dropping a ball. Like, I mean, at some point in time. I'm more than willing to say, hey, the coach's job to get kids to execute. But then there's times where you see things so often that you're like, I know that they coached this kid to do that. Uh, you know, uh, at some point in time, the young man's got to go make plays. And a lot of the time tonight, Drew did. 
Because, fellas, if Drew doesn't pl- if Drew plays the way he has the last month, this game's a blowout. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like, because of how bad the defense played, because they couldn't run the ball, if Drew played like he did against Clemson, this is a blow. This is a 38 to 13 game. Right? And we have to be willing to say that. He just can't make those mistakes. I mean, the 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 call, the you know, the call on uh the because they were switched to zone late in the game. And so he called that cover that was a great cover two beater. A quick out by the inside guy and a and a go route by the outside guy, and you hit that whole throw, and the safety was way off the ball. I mean, that should have been an easy 25-yard gain. Yeah. If Dion yeah. makes one guy miss, it's a huge gain. Um I just I he and he stepped into that throw, but then didn't pull the trigger. He wanted he he just would, oh, couldn't do it. That was the, he knew it was there, guys. Yes. You, Vince, you were going off. You saw him see it. Oh. He just couldn't pull the trigger. Yep. And that's the difference between sometimes great quarterbacks and not great quarterbacks. But, it's not the physical talent. It's are you willing to make that throw or not? But that goes back to the show we did this week with Kenny Benchy, right? When I asked Ryan, like break down, like what makes him special pre-snap. And immediately recognizing it post snap, like and being able to pull the trigger, because mm-hmm. it's not about seeing it; it's about anticipating it, right? He anticipates, and as soon as they start to move apart, like the ball is there, and that mm-hmm. is the difference in certain quarterbacks having to see it and then trust it, like if you trust it because of what you saw pre. And what you saw at the snap, that's the trust. My guy's going to be there. Let me let it go. Mm-hmm. Leave. Yep. Next super chat from TJ Fallon. Uh, could uh, could a move to Viper be good for Marist? Do we have a chance to bring 16 back next year? Love the show, guys. Can't wait to see what the future holds for Notre Dame under Marcus Freeman. Deion Colsey will definitely be back. Uh, I don't think that's I don't think that's the 16 he's talking about. Oh, oh. Um. <laughs> uh, on the first one, I know you guys know that. On the first one, Sean, put your left hand put down. Put your arm down. <laughs> oh, my fault. <laughs> that's because Sean lost the bet, y'all. Sean lost the bet. Um, but uh it took it took an hour 45 for that to come out. Yeah, but. yeah. Um regarding eight. I don't know if he's a full-time Viper, but I do think there could be a role for him next year. Agree. I do. Uh, and and depend a lot of it's going to depend on what kind of offseason does Prince Collie have, does Junior Two Alamanca have, does Jalen Steed have, does Nolan Ziegler have, all that kind of stuff. But uh, I mean, I, I think there's I think there's a a conversation needs to be had with him about that for sure. Uh, regarding number sixteen. Uh, I'm just going to say this, and and I'll speak for all of us, but if one of you feels the need compelled to uh, push back or disagree, you can. I am going to have sit down and have a long conversation with number 16 and say, hey, we'd love to have you back, but here's what we got to – we got to know that you're really Mm – like. He looked checked out to me. Yeah, that's, I mean, he's look, looked checked in, out for the last few games. Look, in, in, I mean, he hadn't played the last couple games. I mean, because well, of injuries and stuff yeah. like that. But like, True. I, I just gotta, I gotta know what it was. Is it because you weren't comfortable in the defense? Is there? I mean, you know. But Brandon Joseph can be better than what he was this year. We've seen it. No uh, doubt. But I gotta know that he's all in. I gotta know that he's all in. Right. And if he is, yeah, I'll bring him back. Oh, bring him back. I just don't think he is. Uh, and, and, and I don't even mean that in a negative way. I, I think he came to Notre Dame for a year right? with the thought of going to the NFL. 
And if that's where he wants to be, I, I, I'm cool with that. I, I really am. That's okay. Go chase your dream, young man. Right? right. Go chase it. And I'll yep. wish you all the best. And I hope it works out well for you. And then you move on with guys that, that, that have those aspirations. But uh, he, he, that would have to be, that'd be an interesting conversation. That'd be a different conversation. I'm having can Cam, you want to be back? Yes, sir. I do. Okay, cool. Let's roll. Yeah. It's a different conversation. Yep. Absolutely. Different conversation. Super chat from W118CMH. Thank you very, very much. I said it on the board. If you if you had said before the game that Pine would throw nearly 30 times with two turnovers and score 27, would the D hold them under and under USC under their average? Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of I, – I would have said before, if I had told you before the game that Drew Pine would have gone 23 of 36, 318 yards and three touchdowns, a lot of y'all would have thought Nurian's going to win. I'll say one thing I did say before the game. I did get one thing right. I did say before the game that win or lose, the score was going to be 40 to 27. I was close. Are you going to win that way or lose that way? I was close. I was close. But I just kind of felt like if Notre Dame didn't do the things they needed to do, they weren't going to be able to stop USC. And that's kind of that's kind of what, how it played out. Brendan McGrath, music. Thank you for the super chat, Brendan. Born in 83 and lived in L.A. my whole life. This one Ooh. stings. I've seen highs and lows in this rivalry, but win or lose, I'm glad to hang with you guys and I beat community after games. Future there it is. Bright. Hey, we appreciate you, Brendan. It was a Love lot of it. fun tonight. It was frustrating, <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. The show was fun tonight. Um, and, yes, the future is bright. The future is bright. What's wrong, Vince? It, when you had that last super chat up, all I could see were Sean's eyes just going back and forth. <laughs> like, like he's creeping up over. Yeah, yeah, for some reason, it struck me as hilarious. Like he's looking place. down on it, like looking over, trying to read it from the top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Relic you, super chat. Uh, give me hope for what's next. Pine, Buckner, Minchie, or transfer QB. Tweak to staff, roll schemes, new class. How far are we away? Look, guys, Notre Dame's not that far away. No. Okay, they're not. Are they there yet? No, clearly not. They went eight and four. They're not there yet. But really, Q, um, I'm I'm very excited for the future. Mm-hmm. They're not there yet. There's some improvements got to be made in every area. We'll have a whole off season to address those things. Because otherwise, if we address them all now, what are we going to do in February, March, April, May, and June before next season? So yeah, we'll plenty of time to talk about that. But yeah, yeah. look, guys, mm-hmm. you want hope? I I'm I'm optimistic about it. Like part of the reason I was so frustrated during the Kelly tenure is because I knew nothing was going to change. Right. And we knew who they were. This team's got so much more potential. And there's a lot of things are going to get better. So just brighter days are ahead. David Prevo with a super sticker. Thank you, David. David. Very, very much. Really cute with another one. Thank you very much. There's one unit that has brought it week in and week out, and that and, and it's this Irish breakdown starting at four. I appreciate that. Thanks, man. Getting Ryan Roberts and Sean Davis from the portal was clutch. Thanks for the work this offseason. Hey, I just flat out bought him. All right, I'm not gonna lie. To y'all. Nil, baby. I just NIL flat out money. bought him. All right, so I was hoping like, this lucky lefty podcast is doing pretty good. Hey, y'all. I was recruited. Come on over, I, I, I was know? I was Caleb Williams and he was Jordan Addison. So. <laughs> there you go. I'm not gonna I, lie. I can't even hate that. I was I recruited. can't even hate that. I came in yeah. early. Yeah. So early and rolly. Uh I do have a great team here and I love this team. And there and the thing about it is what y'all don't understand is these are three good dudes as well. You know, um, I'm not, but they're good dads, they're caring dads, they're good friends. Um, they're good people, they're good people. And that makes it a lot more fun to, to go to work every day when you when you respect the people you work with. That's how I feel. Y'all may not, but that's how I feel. 
Michael, our friend from Germany, no way we could win that game today. Both lines missed out, but thank you so much for all the great shows. You are welcome, Michael, and we appreciate you very, very much. No, they weren't going to win tonight the way they played. They needed to play yeah. better. Tristan Mize with a super chat. Fire Tommy Reese, pit, then pay Drake May. Uh, LMAO, probably overly wishful thinking, but oh well. Hey, look, I don't know what y'all is. Drew Pye was a better quarterback this weekend than Drake May was. That's a fact. I mean, that, right? <laughs> I mean is Drake May is a better look. Drake May is a much better quarterback than Drew Pine, okay? But what I'm saying is is everybody wants to focus on Drew Pine, and Drew has to make those plays, but this is not a Drew Pine loss. This is a Notre Dame team loss, number one. Um, yeah. uh, far apart, I'm not going to address that one. But um, they do need to look in the portal for a quarterback for a host of reasons, and then let those kids battle and may the best man win. Yeah. There could be six quarterbacks in the spring battling. Yeah, six. possibly. I, I, I don't think so. I think if, yeah, we'll address that after the season, but I, I get where you're coming from. It's, I'm just saying, I don't think everyone that would, if if there's the certain new additions, I think there might be some departures. Oh, well, that's opinion. fair. Yeah, that's fair. Cody Shree with a super chat. Excited for the future. Tough loss tonight. Excited to see what a top three recruiting class will bring to Notre Dame. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Because I've asked people, so what, you, do you think this loss is going to hurt Notre Dame with Caleb, with Peyton Bowen? I'm like, did y'all see what happened to Oklahoma tonight? Like y'all, some of y'all need some context in, in they life. They lost in overtime to Texas Tech, y'all. Yeah, because I know Tech 51 to 40. Yeah, that's crazy. Go ahead, Sean, with what you're saying. You no, know I'm saying I saw that Tech missed the field goal to tie it, but I guess Oklahoma had called timeout. Yeah, and then they nailed it. <laughs> wow. They were up seven to Oklahoma was up 17 to nothing and lost. Right? Wow. And this was kind of my thing, you know, like with Jacob Lacey, it's like, I, I love Jacob Lacey as a kid, but you walked away from this team to be a part of that defense over snaps. That's it. Just one or more snaps. I mean, they gave up 600 and I told y'all, Ryan, you didn't disagree with me. Ryan didn't disagree with me, but I said on Friday, yesterday in the show, Texas Tech's going to beat Oklahoma. Like just, it wasn't exactly like a bold prediction. They're not good. I, I won't be surprised by anything Oklahoma does this week, this no. year. They are not a good football team. They gave up they gave up 599 yards of offense to Texas Tech tonight. Like they made Texas Tech look like an old school Texas Tech team. I'll say who, this real who quick. Play, who played quarterback for Texas Tech? Was it Chuck tonight? Uh, it was yes. They gave up they gave up 436 passing yards to that kid. That's the Oregon transfer. That's yeah. bad. That's bad. I'll tell you what, Joey McGuire is doing a really nice job down there in Lubbock. Really nice job. D Rock Irish, biggest surprise tonight. Vince not punching a hole in the wall. And that wasn't a super chat, but that had to be up there. That's There's right. no doubt. I would love to see Vince try to punch a hole through a wall. Yeah, uh, it'll happen. I had to in the nation with a super chat. When was the last time we had one punt and lost? I mean, that's, that's a, a really good point because about, I don't know, it was midway through the fourth quarter, early in the fourth quarter, I went and looked at the special teams. I was like, holy crap, Notre Dame's only punted once. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, they turned the ball over twice. So, right. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but the one turnover wasn't going to result. Wasn't gonna no, it wasn't. Punt. It was going to result yeah. at the very least a field goal try, right? right? I mean, it was there on the 24-yard line where it, it was closer than that because that's where it was recovered. Um, but, yeah. 26 yeah i'm actually gonna look that up while we're doing some of these conversations but uh let's see here next one from tj fallon 
87 will be missed. Thanks for the memories. Other than 20, who do you think has the brightest future for our young guys? We're going to talk about this next week. Oh, yeah. I just want to make sure people understand this. We watched greatness the last three years of Michael Mayer. No doubt. And mm-hmm. not just greatness from a talent standpoint, but you talk to anyone around the Notre Dame program, he was, he was one of their hardest workers. He was a great leader. I remember getting a phone call this summer <laughs> from a parent of a freshman who does not play tight end, who said Michael Mayer this summer showed up at his kid's door and knocked on the door and he said, come on, you're working out with me today. Right? Like, for what? What is Michael Mayer benefiting from getting some freshman kid who's probably not going to play to work out with him this summer? He didn't, but he cared about the program, and he's invested in what the program is going to be. Which is why I don't think this is the last time we saw him in a uniform. We'll see. That's me. That's me talking. I'm not saying it is, but what (laughs) I'm saying is what we witnessed last three years was true greatness. Yeah. What we saw for my – we saw two of the best to ever do it at Notre Dame – this last couple years and Isaiah Foskey and Michael Mayer and both had chances to say, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not putting my body on the line for this. And both of them stepped up. And it says a lot about those young men, whether or not that we, we saw their last game tonight. If mayor, if this was mayor's last game, what a freaking way oh, to go out absolutely. for him. And not as a team. And you know, what's funny. He won't view it that way. No. If you know Michael Mayer, he won't look at it that way. He will only care about two numbers, 38 and 27. That's all he's mm-hmm. going to care about. Not eight catches, 98 yards, and two touchdowns. He's going to care about that, and he'll probably talk about the one block that he missed. That's what he'll talk about. And that's and, why he's great. Yeah. And Chris I'm Chris Ayers is like, if Mayer comes back, this team will win the Natty in 23. Not saying he's coming back for next <laughs> year. I was yes. saying he might come back for the bowl game. Bowl game, yes. That's Michael all. Mayer is not going to be yes. on the Notre football team in 2023. <laughs> as much as I would love that, that is not yes. happening. Yes. Honestly, if I was Marcus Freeman and he came in there, I was actually told this, and I don't know how true it is, but I was told that Quentin Nelson after 2017 was really thinking like, you know, like <laughs> I, I may I – may, I don't know if I'm in there like, no, dude, you, it's it's time. If Michael Mayer came into my office like, hey, coach, I really want to come back next year. I'm like, bro, we would love to have you, but no, man. You got to do what's best for you. Yeah, you're, you're you're close to getting your degree. You're going to get your degree soon. Um, you've got a chance to be a very high draft pick, and you are walking away from their name relatively healthy. He's had a couple – like he missed the Virginia Tech game, but it was like an ankle injury, right? It was – he's had no major injuries – uh, you've had tremendous production. You grew as a player this year, as a blocker. There's no reason for him to come back. Yep. None. Right? I mean, Ryan, you tell me, is there any draft value to him coming out next year? I mean, is there anything he can prove to NFL scouts next year that he hasn't already done? So, nah, he, I mean, he's a, I think he's a slam dunk top 20 pick in the draft as a tight end. I mean, what are you going to say about it? And he's yeah. easily the number one tight end in this year's class. Next year, you have to battle then with Brock Bowers for the jockeying of position and all that stuff, right? So, yeah. Doesn't make and, any sense for him. and for people talking about nil bag at Fosky. Let me tell you all. Or I mean, at Mayor, let me. Michael Mayer made a lot of money this year, folks. Mm-hmm. This is what y'all don't understand. Notre Dame is not in the nil game as far as enticement for recruits. There's a lot of Notre Dame players that are much wealthier now than they were a year ago. No doubt, a lot wealthier now, and y'all need to understand that. So. Um, 
Yeah, but uh, y'all saw greatness in that regard. And and can we? People are saying that the only reason that Michael Mayer was on Notre Dame's team is because Kelly left. That is not, to my knowledge, that is not true. Well, he was offered an opportunity to leave and decided to stay. Yes, Mike. Now, what I had reported at Irish Breakdown was that there was at least a thought that if that was if that would have happened, I might not have stayed. But he never got to that point because mm-hmm. Kelly left the day after Stanford. Right. Right. But there was a conversation of. After the fact, like, I don't know if I would have come back or turned down Bama and these schools that were pursuing him if he was back. But there was never a decision to make because Kelly left before that conversation could even be had. So I just want to make sure that that's where people are very clear about that. Cole Barker with Super Chat. We're getting down near the bottom um, of these, so we're going to wrap up here very soon. Are we the team today without the losses to Stanford and Marshall? Was that necessary for us to find out who we are? are? Was it necessary? No. Are they the team they are today without it? No, they're not because every everything that better. happens, every everything that happens to <laughs> you, you <tend> to. <laughs> positive and negative, it, it shapes you, right? And and it shapes this team. Was it necessary to lose those games? No, it was not necessary to lose those games, but it still shaped them into who they are right now. Yeah. So it's kind of because if you're like you said, Vince, if if you're doing your job as a coach, even in a win, you can see what's wrong. Sure. You you don't need to lose. Like if they had you know barely beaten Marshall and barely beaten Stanford, I, I'm sure our post game shows pretty much would have been the same. Like, yeah, yeah we got the win, but Right. This isn't good. That's not good. It would have been similar. So, you know, that and that's just being a part or connected to this program because the expectations are high on an annual basis. So, you know, just last year, no one was happy about that Toledo win. Right. It was a win, but nobody was happy with that. Well, except the boss man. Yeah, of course. And that's why he ultimately never never won, because he was totally fine with an ugly win yeah. where his team wasn't prepared because, hey, he got the W, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Marcus yeah. Freeman's not that way. Tom Reese isn't that way. I, 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 Mike Mickens isn't that way. Harry Heastan's not that way. Those, if, you're a, if you're a true competitor, you can win by 20 and be pissed off because you know you didn't Absolutely. play your game. But yeah. did it make this team who they are? Uh, yeah, it did. But I think winning would have as well. I. I, would they would they be the team they are today? No, they wouldn't. They would be a different team because they had to they had to respond to adversity in a way that the a ten and two team that beat Marshall and or a team that would have been ten and one didn't have to respond to. Right. So they wouldn't be the team they are today. They'd be a different team. They'd be potentially a better team. You would hope to Sean's point that this coaching staff is is. Uh, Got the if Marcus Freeman doesn't have the chops to see a win over Marshall, Sean, to your an ugly win over Marshall, an ugly win over Stanford, as boy, we got to get better, then he's not the guy we think he is. And I just don't think he's that kind of guy. I don't. I I, I think you kind of saw it after was it the UNLV game? What was that game where they won where he was super pissed afterwards? I'm trying, I think it was the UNLV game, right? Yeah, it was. I mean, they won 44 to 21 and he was. You'd have thought they lost 44 to 21 the way he was acting after the game. So I think he gets it. I do. I think he gets that. And but I, I get Cole's Cole's point though, right? But 
they would not have been this team. They would have been a different team, but I think lessons would have been learned either way. And last super chat, I believe, yeah, I believe this is the last one from Paul A. Great job with the game cast and post game show. Say, guys, I appreciate all you do. Get some sleep. And on that note, <laughs> I think advice. that's exactly what we're going to do. Great advice. You know, look, just so y'all know, uh, we'll have it upon further review. We may do that Monday. I got to talk to Vince because we just got to see how, you know, tonight goes and everything going. So we will have it upon further review, break it down this game. Of course. Next week, we'll be on a normal schedule. We'll have a lot of recruiting stuff. Detroit Hunter uh, go to, going to bed. We are stronger now than we were this morning. Go Irish. Go IB Nation. Appreciate you, Detroit Hunter. Uh, we we're, we are still going to continue. Lucky Lefty Podcast isn't going anywhere. IB Nation, you know, Irish Breakdown Podcasts aren't going anywhere. IB Sports Talk's not going anywhere. Um, we continue, right? There's no off season for us, but obviously our, our shift will change a little bit, but we're not going anywhere. So when I say this, but it has been a joy working with you guys this year and to see how this team has grown and to see how this community has grown. And I mean, we have, we have, we're sitting here November 26th. We're already over a million page views on the website. You know, we're having, we're already, we're on pace to blow, we're blowing away our, our best month ever on the podcast. Uh, and it's because of y'all and I, and it's the work that these guys do, but we all understand that we are just four weird dudes like talking at a football game. If it's not for y'all, you know, you all make this really what it is. And I truly, truly mean that from the bottom of my heart. So we want to thank all of you uh, for being with us this season. And we look forward to seeing all of you in the off season because we've got a lot going on and this season's not over yet. Y'all they got a bowl That's game true. to play. So uh, we're not going anywhere, but I, I didn't want to let this end without just letting everybody know the appreciation that we have. And, and I and I I know I speak for all of us because we have these conversations. I know sometimes y'all get frustrated with us and we get frustrated with you, but the fact is, is we love y'all and we love this community and we love the things that we do together and we're just getting started. So uh, thank you all very, very much. Sean, Ryan, Vince, thank you guys very much for toughing it out. I know for Vince and, and Ryan – you know, Sean and I will have some late night conversations, you know, but for these two cats, you know, they're usually in bed like three hours ago. <laughs> so we appreciate y'all powering through uh, and being with me tonight. But uh, have a great night, everybody. Hit that like, hit that subscribe, hit the notification bell, sign up for the message boards at boards, boards irishbreakdown.com. Check out the website at irishbreakdown.com. And if you're listening to via podcast, please give us a five-star review. And we will see you all again very, very soon on the IB Bra- Irish Breakdown podcast. <laughs>
I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.